Pastor Leon and his wife Sheila founded Gospel Tabernacle Church in 1982 in the heart of Lawrence, South Carolina. Since then, the Lord has richly blessed and increased the ministry and family of Gospel Tabernacle Church. Here at Gospel Tabernacle, we believe in the power of the Word of God to change the hearts and lives of believers. Gospel Tabernacle is a family church ministering to the whole family through the charismatic teaching ministry. Today's message will grow your faith and draw you close to the Lord as you open your heart to God's Word and His Spirit.
coming whether we're ready or not, right? Amen. Let's stand up before the Lord as we prepare our hearts to worship God. How many has got a, a song of thanksgiving in their hearts? How many has got some thankfulness to give to the Lord? How many has got some things of remembrance of what the Lord has done and is doing in your life right now? Let's go before the Lord with that in mind in prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you, God, and none compare to you, Lord. You are merciful. You are kind and loving. You are good and gracious to us, Lord. Truly, every good and perfect gift comes from you. You are our Father. You have birthed us into your family. We thank you for that, God. We thank you that the Holy Spirit residing in us, making us alive unto you, causes us to cry out, Abba, Father. And we bring praise and worship to you this morning, Lord. We bring glory and honor to you this morning, Father. We want to exalt you and lift you high above every name, above every, uh, every Lord, every God, every principality. You are higher than them all, Lord. You rule and reign in authority, Lord. And we thank you that you are the Lord and King of our hearts. And we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor, Father God, for you are worthy of it all, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you'll be seated in our praise, seated in our worship, holy God. Even now, Lord, take your rightful place in Jesus' name. If you agree with that, won't you say amen today? Lord, we thank you. How many's got joy in their heart? How many's how many knows that the joy of the Lord is strengthening them right now? Amen. Hallelujah. With that in mind, let's sing this worship. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. Let heaven and nature sing. Let heaven and heaven nature sing. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men the songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills and plains, repeat the sounding joy. Repeat the sounding joy. Repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Hear the joyful sound of our offering as your saints bow down as your people sing we rise with you lifted on your wings and the world will see that our god saves our god saves there is that again our God who our God saves our God saves there is hope in your name oh he rules the world he rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of your righteousness and wonders of his love the wonders of your love the wonders the wonders of your love hear the joyful sound of our offering as the saints bow down as your people sing 
that you are the God of our salvation. And we declare that good news, even as the angels did at the coming of our Lord and Savior. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the Righteousness, light and light to all he brings, risen with healing in his wings. Mighty lazy, glory by, born that man 
Jesus saw the birth, born to give them second birth. Hark the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. King of heaven, come down. King of heaven, come down. Let your glory be shining like the day. King of heaven, come. Oh, Christ by highest, Christ by highest, heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, made in time, behold, He come, offspring of a virgin's womb, mighty legends, glory by, born that man, poor may die, born to raise us sons of earth, Second birth, heart the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn King. King of heaven, come down. King of heaven, come down. Let your glory rain shine like the day. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, rise up. This is our prayer, Lord. The King of Heaven come. King of Heaven come. King of Heaven come. King of Heaven Let your glory rain, shining like the day. King of heaven, come. King of heaven, rise up. Who can stand against us? You are strong to say, be a mighty name. King of heaven, come. The King of heaven, come.
thankful that if you believe on Jesus, the King has come, and He's living in your heart. Amen? Man, I'm thankful for that. He's the Prince of Peace to ever who accepts Him now. Amen? And in His coming, He will come again. Soon and very soon, we're going to see the King. Amen? And when He comes, He will rule with a rod of righteousness. He will vanquish and crush and clean out everything wrong and sinful in this earth. Oh, I can't wait. Amen. Because I know the joy of it because it's happened to my heart. It's happened to my life. How many can agree with that? How many can say amen to that? That the Prince of Peace has come and cleaned it out in your life. Amen. And you can be counted among the faithful. How many can be counted among the faithful today? Lord, let us be received among the faithful God. Let us be received among the faithful God. Let us be counted among those who are faithful unto you, Lord. Oh, come on, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come on, come 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 Oh, come on, 
belong unto you, Jesus. All glory and power belong unto you, O King of kings. Right now in this moment, won't you just close your eyes and settle your heart before him who is ever present, who's ever faithful, who meets us here today in this house that's been set apart for prayer and worship. O King of kings, we thank you that you are here amongst us. We thank you that you are here in this place. But we desire to give you gifts, God. We desire to give you precious gifts. Gifts and sacrifices of the heart. Gifts and sacrifices of praise and worship and adoration. For truly, Lord, none compare unto you. There's none that hold the same place in our heart as you do, O King of Kings. How we magnify your name. Saints and Jesus, they are bound to you, 
wonderful and mighty God we serve. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus, you are absolutely the reason for this season. And Father God, we give you all praise, Lord God, that some 2,000 years ago, you loved every one of us so much that you sent your dear son into this world, Father, to be born in a manger, to live a life of redemption, Lord God, to purchase our salvation through his blood upon the cross, to rise again, Lord, and to create this church that you have formed in the earth this day. What a privilege it is for us, Lord, to stand before you, Lord God, not in our own righteousness, but in the righteousness of God Almighty, Father. And Lord, what a joy it is to be called your child. We love you. We bless you. We honor you. Thank you, Father. How many in love with Jesus today? Absolutely in love with him. There ain't nobody like him. I tell you what, I love every one of you. I appreciate you so much. I love all of my family and friends and everybody's part of my life. But I have to be honest with you, Jesus is at the top. I mean, he's way up there. He makes life worth living. He does in us what we can never do for ourselves. And we give him all praise and all glory. Blessed be the name. I want please just remain standing if you would. I'm going to let the praise band go down. And I'm going to ask the leadership, come please, uh, at the front of the church just now. And we're going to prepare hearts to receive communion today in the house of the Lord. We're going to honor the broken body and the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ today. And you know what? The scripture teaches us in 1 Corinthians that we examine ourselves. And the scripture tells us not to take, partake of communion unworthily. And so we 
in ourselves don't have opportunity to do that. But through the precious blood of Jesus Christ, we do. And so let me just ask you, please bow your heads just for a few moments this morning as we sort of look inside today and ask the Lord to inspect us and that we might be truly found worthy, not by our own merits, but by the blood of Jesus. Father God, Lord God, I stand before you, Lord God, this day, Lord, and you see me and you see each of us, Lord, in this house inside and out. You know us better than we know ourselves. And Father God, you have created us, formed and fashioned us and called us unto your service, Lord God, and called us to follow you. And, Father God, with our hearts and minds, that we have done our very best, Lord, to love you and, Lord God, to be the person you would want us to be. But, Lord God, perhaps in our heart and our life there is a failing. Perhaps in our heart and our life there is something that we have reserved, Lord God, that we've held back and not fully surrendered to you. Lord God, please look into our hearts just now. And, Father, if you find anything that's there that's not just like Jesus, anything that's there that's not covered in the blood, we submit it to you right now in Jesus' name. And we ask you, Lord God, forgive us of all sin. Everything that is against the kingdom of God and against your great love for us, Lord God, we submit to you now. And, Father God, by the act of our will, Father, we receive the precious cleansing of the blood of Jesus Christ. And we receive your forgiveness into our hearts and our lives. And, Father God, with all that is within us, Lord God, we will serve you with our heart, our soul, our mind, and our body. And, Father God, we rely, Lord God, abundantly upon your grace and your mercy, Lord God, to see us all the way through into the kingdom of God. And so, Lord God, we give you praise and we give you glory. We honor you. Everybody in the house says amen. God bless you. Let's prepare and receive just now. You're going to be receiving the elements today, the bread that we have, the juice that is available to come your way as well. And as you receive it today, please just hold on to it and don't take it right yet. Don't eat the bread yet. Don't drink the juice just yet. And we'll all do that together in just a few moments as it makes its way towards you in Jesus' name.
Lord God, we give you all praise and we give you all glory. The Bible tells us that on the Passover night, on the night before Christ was to be crucified, the Bible says that Jesus took the bread and he broke it. And he blessed it and he gave it unto his disciples and he said to them, take, eat, this is my body. Scripture says, and then he took the cup and he gave thanks. He gave it to them saying, drink all of this, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Drink it. Hallelujah. Now lift your hands to the Lord and give him praise and thanksgiving for what you have done. Almighty God, we honor you. We thank you, Lord. This house, Lord God, you died for us. You shed your blood for us. And, Father God, we receive that this day, Father God. The sacrifice has been made. We need not make another. And, Father God, we rest in our faith on what happened at the cross. And, Father, we thank you for the victory that you now give us. It's in the name of Jesus, almighty God, that we are free from our sins. We are healed in our body. Father, you have completely restored us and made us whole in every form and every fashion. And the devil has no partner lot in us anymore, for you have set us free. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Shout it one more time. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, make that devil mad one more time. Come on. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. God bless. Take just a couple moments, and as we share communion with the Lord and fellowship with him, let's just share just a little bit of fellowship with each other just for a few minutes here in the service. God bless you as you do. You're invited to join us every Wednesday at 7 p.m. for Bible study. We have classes for every member of your family. I want to encourage you to be a part, whether in person or via the live stream. Jesus told us that when we hear and take action on his word, we build an unshakable life founded 
on the rock of his truth. So join us every Wednesday, 7 p.m., and build an unshakable life in Christ Jesus. Good, isn't he? Ah, ooh, ah, what do I see back there? Oh, my. Another, you know, you would think as many churches as there are in Lawrence and our county and other places around that everybody been to church at least once, but I see somebody never, ever, ever, ever been to church in their life. We want to make them welcome. And so, Miss Kara, all smiling and Mr. Chris, please hold up Harmony and let us everybody see her, okay? There she goes. 
Ooh. That's great. I'll tell you what. Hey, can you walk her this way just a minute? Can you walk her this way? Come on, come on, come on. Okay, walk this way. Okay, camera people, you ready? Okay, camera people, you ready online? They want to see this online. Now when they get home, they're going to be watching. Okay. Okay, camera people, you hearing me up there? Everybody hearing me on the camera? They got waving hands at me. Okay, you see there's a camera right there, and there's one right here. There's going to be one right there. But, but anyway, all right, they're going to zoom in big. Everybody look real happy and smile. Okay. Oh, eyes open. Did you get that? Eyes open. Hello. <laughs> and how old today? One month old, as in 30 days, isn't it? Wow. Isn't that something? Well, you did good. Y'all did good. Y'all did good. Can we say number two? No. We can't. We can't. It wasn't any problem for me to say it. Would you do, Chris? I mean, two. God bless you. Give them a great big God bless them, okay? <laughs> okay. Amen. Isn't that something? Wow. And what a great blessing of the Lord. What a great blessing of the Lord. I remember the days and the weeks and the times when things didn't look like Miss Harmony would ever make it here. In fact, the doctor said it's not going to happen, but uh, we don't hear anything. There's nothing there. But how many knows that God can move? He, he does, doesn't he? He does, and he moved for them. God bless you. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, amen. Well, God bless you. Glad to have everybody here with us today. Glad to have you with us online. If you're watching with us online, as a number of you do, we're happy you're part of the service today. Click like or share the video, and uh, that way other people can see it as well as you're sharing with us today. God bless you during this wonderful time of the Christmas season we are. Let me give you a few things uh, that we need to sort of take care of business today. Uh, immediately following the service today, we're going to be having a fellowship meal. It's going to be in the back of the building, so if you just walk through, straight through the lobby, keep on going straight, and it keeps to start smelling something. You'll smell all the good food, and you'll be headed that direction. And so join us. Join us. We've got enough for everybody, and everything is already pre-planned. All you've got to do is walk back there and get you a fork and a spoon, so to speak, and, and start eating with us. And we'll be glad that you to do that uh, at the end of the service today, immediately following the morning service today. Let me also say that this evening at 6 o'clock, uh, there will be teen Christmas party tonight uh, here at the church. That will be taking place at 6 p.m. tonight in the house. And as the attendance restaurants come your way, please let us know about you visiting with us today if you're visitors. And uh, if you are, we're very happy that you're part of the service with us today. If you're always with us, let us know that, of course, as well. As do. If there's anything going on in your home or family that needs deacon or pastoral care ministry, let us know. Be glad to minister in any way we can. And, of course, if you're online, uh, you can go there as well and fill out your time that you've been with us as well. Let us know about your time with us as well today. In Jesus' name. Let me also remind you that this is coming up, and uh, Christmas is going to be next Saturday. And so we're just, what, what, six days away, aren't we, until Christmas? How many's ready for Christmas? How many's ready? Are you ready for it to go? How many got a few more things you got to do? You got to take care of between now and Christmas? I say about half and half, looks like. But anyway, Christmas is next Saturday, and so it's on its way. And so in lieu of the Christmas holidays and New Year's, we will not be having this Wednesday our normal midweek classes that we have when we have our girls' ministries and our Rollers Rangers and our adult Bible study. None of that's happening on Wednesday. So if you show up on Wednesday and no one's here, you'll know why. We're not having service this Wednesday. We're giving you that time to prepare uh, for Christmas uh, with your family. And then also, the, the next Wednesday, uh, we will not be having service then either as we go past December 
uh, 26th on the 29th, I believe it is, we'll not be having Christ, or, or service on Wednesday night there. We're going to start right back on January the 5th with everything that's taking place. Everything's going to start right back in January. And so we're giving you this time to be with your family and friends and those kind of things that we do during the holiday. So no midweek service for the next two Wednesday nights. But after that, everything fires right back up, and we'll be full speed ahead after that. And then also... Uh, I also noticed that uh, you don't get to always say something because everything doesn't always happen on uh, a Sunday. But I, I happen to know that uh, this is somebody's anniversary today, their wedding anniversary. And these uh, young married folks over here, Rick and Nina Marie. So give them a God blessing today. As it's their wedding anniversary today. God bless you. And we wish you many, many happy, happy, happy more. And we're going to help you, Nina Marie. Work on Rick. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. Okay, all right, now he's a good one, he's a good guy, he, he really, I know he is, he is. Okay, let's open the scriptures, Ephesians chapter 5, and verse 1 and 2, just going to read two verses, when the preacher says he's only going to read two verses, that means he's going to talk twice as long to make up for the short time he would have had if he'd read longer, but anyway, no, I'm not going to do that, Ephesians chapter 5, we're preparing to receive our tithe and our offering today, as we do. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. The Bible says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love, as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling Savior. That's the King James that I've read. Let me read it to you out of the NIV, which says, Be an imitator of God. Imitate God. You know what imitators are? I remember years ago, there used to be a very famous imitator named Rich Little, if anybody remembers him. He could talk and act just about like anybody with his voices and mannerisms. But imitate means to look at a person such as God and try to be just like him. We're not trying to take his place as the devil talked about back in the Garden of Eden, but we do want to be like God. We want to be just like him. We want to walk like him and talk like him and act like him and be like him and love like him and give like him and bless like him. We just want to be like God all that we can. And that word means followers means to imitate him, looking at him, observing him, and then do what you've seen. Imitate what you've seen. Well, then I'll be says, be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children and live a life of love just as Christ loved us. Gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. Eugene Peterson did the Message Bible in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. That, that translation says it like this. Watch what God does, and then you do it. Watch what God does, then you do it. Like children who learn proper behavior from their parents. Mostly, what God does is love. Keep company with him and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. And finally, he ends up translation verse 2, love like that. Everybody say, love like that. Love. If you want to know how to love, especially this Christmas season or any time, really, we love like that. When we look at this passage and we see that it's talking about, it's the only time you'll ever see in the whole Bible, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1, where it says to imitate God. You won't find another passage where it's phrased exactly like that. It's only going to be this first place to imitate. And, of course, to imitate means to be like, to look at their mannerisms, to look at their lifestyle, look at who they are and how they live life, and for us to do the same thing. Now, he mentions it 
really about three ways that you can break it down. The first one, he says, do it like a child. Ever seen little children as they uh, imitate their parents and learn to be just like them? Little Miss Harmony today, as she's just in this world, just a, a few weeks, uh, she's going to be like mom and dad. Uh, she can't help it because she lives around them and will observe them and will see them and how they handle life and how they uh, do life in this world. And that's the characteristics that she's going to take on. And so it works that way in human nature. It works that way with God. The more you are around God, the more you will be like him. The more you observe him, the more you know him, the more you will be like him. And so when you see someone with a sweet spirit before God and they're just precious, you know they've been spending time in God's presence. Well, he says do that as dear children. And then he says this. He says, and walk in love. Walk in love. And that love, of course, is the agape kind of love. It's the kind of love that you just love regardless of what somebody does to you or for you. I mean, in, in this world that we live in at Christmas time, somebody will maybe have your Christmas gift. And you say, oh, my, I didn't get you anything. Or, or no, here's yours. And we want to give because we got or we want to return and reciprocate. There's nothing, nothing wrong with saying you want to bless someone and, and they was thoughtful than blessing you. But that's not really the reason that we do love, as God says. The Bible says we love unconditionally. We love you no matter how you act or how you look or what you do in life. We still love you. Doesn't mean you agree with everything that any of us does if we do something that's wrong or violates God's law or his word or we're sinful or we're hurt. Doesn't mean that we agree with all of that. But we still love the individual. Every person is a person for whom Jesus Christ died. Can you say amen? And for that, they deserve our love. And so we practice that love in life. We practice it. And then he finally says it like this. We do it with Christ as our example, what Jesus did. If you look at the life that Jesus lived that we have a record of in the Bible, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that we see how he lived here on earth, we, we see that he's always giving. He's always blessing. He's always doing something for someone else. He's always on his way to help someone, to, to heal, to preach, to minister, to bring deliverance. He's always doing that. Something It's always about somebody else that he is living his life. If you really want to be happy in life, live your life doing something for somebody else. And that's the example that we have. Christ is our example. And then finally, we look at it and we see when we look at Christ and we see what he did on the cross, he gave everything. He gave everything. He didn't hold anything back. There's not anything more God can do for you at this point. Not one thing more. Some people say, well, I wish God would do this or do that. Or I wish God would heal me. Or I wish God would bless me. Or I wish God would, you know, bless me financially. All these things. We say those things some kind of times or Sometimes people say those kind of things. But God's already done every bit of that. He did it over 2,000 years ago at the cross. He did everything he's ever going to do for you because there's nothing left for him to give. He gave it all in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's up to you now, now to believe and receive the precious gift that God has given unto us in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's already done everything for us. And so right now we're going to receive our tithe and our offering, and we're going to bless the kingdom of God and bless our church. And we're going to be a blessing here and, and let it go into the kingdom of God as well. And uh, we're going to do that because we give and we share. We bless. It is more blessed to give than it is for us to receive. I do follow Christ's example in that he gave all that he is and all that he has. And we give the same things of our lives. And the portion that God has allowed us to give in our tithe and our blessing and our giving, it's a joy to do that because we know the blessing that it's going to bring in this earth. We're going to be like Jesus. We're going to love like that. So let me ask all the ushers, please, if you come just now, and we'll receive our tithe and our offering. Online, you'll have an opportunity to give in just a few moments. You'll see some information come up on the screen for you uh, as we give and we share together 
visiting with us online. So happy you're here with us today. God bless you. If you have a home church, save your giving for there. They'll need it the next time you get an opportunity to be with them. But today, we're glad that you're with us. But if this is your church, then, of course, uh, uh, it deserves your support, as all of our churches do. So let's pray God's blessing to you. Let's thank the Lord for our giving and our sharing today. And Chris, please, sir, will you bless our tithe and offering? Amen. How many is happy today? Amen. How many is full of faith? Yes. How many is expectant? Yes. How many believes God has something specially wrapped just for you? Amen. Amen. Well, do you have your Bible with you? Let's make our confession. You ready to make this confession? You believe it? Yes. You stand on it? Yes. Is it real to you? Yes. Let's do it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. And I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the Word of God. I boldly confess. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll never be the same. I'm about to receive the indestructible, the incorruptible, the ever-living seed, the Word of God, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name, if you believe it, say amen. I believe it, Lord. Hallelujah. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. I'm going to be sharing a few passages of Scripture that are very familiar to you, I'm sure. We may even call them a Christmas story. And I believe, in fact, I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that the Lord's going to show you something you've never seen before in His Word. Not because I have something special, but because of the anointing of the Holy Ghost, your teacher will make it alive to you. Amen? And I want to share with you a message that the Lord gave me 
titled, His Name Shall Be Called. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. His name shall be called. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you for your anointing. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and of the increase of His government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and over His kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. His name shall be called. I'm sure you've read this before. I'm sure you've seen this before. I'm sure you've heard this, especially around Christmas time. You may have even received a Christmas card or sent out a Christmas card that had these two verses on it. And my, 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 what powerful verses they are. But I want us to see something in a different light. I, I believe it's going to be something new that you've never seen before. I know it was to me, and I'm thankful that God revealed it to me. I want you to see something here. His name shall be called. The question I have for you today is, do you know him by name? Do you know him by name? Do you know King Jesus by name? I want you to see this. Let's begin to break this down. Verse 6, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now you might think, reading that, you might think, well, that's the same thing just twice over. But I want you to see something here. Unto us a child is born, and unto us a son is given. King Jesus, our Lord and Savior, he had a mission to accomplish. And this is what we're celebrating, right, at Christmas time that the Word became flesh, that he who dwelt among glory in the kingdom of heaven humbled himself to be clothed with human flesh. The King of kings and Lord of lords would humble himself to come as a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a feeding trough in a stable because there was no room for him. A child is born, a son is given. I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 1 to see this first part. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. A child is born, a son is given. Matthew chapter 1 verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ is as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed or engaged to Joseph, before they came together, you understand it's very polite language, but they had not consummated their marriage. They were engaged. And there's some things saved for marriage. Amen? God has a perfect plan, and he said there's some things that are saved for marriage. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, 
being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, decided to put her away secretly. Understand here, here's Joseph. He's engaged to this young woman, and she's pregnant, and he's not the father of the baby that's in her womb. And he's thinking, you know, uh, this isn't right. This is not right. This is not what we committed to. And in this day and age, uh, engagement, being betrothed, it had to be broken off just like marriage is today by a decree of divorcement. I mean, it was a covenant already bound. And so here Joseph, to his surprise, the woman that he's going to marry is already pregnant. And it's, it's not his child. But thank God, he being a just man, notice this. Sometimes this, this wasn't the case for Joseph. But if you're a just and righteous person, even if someone does the wrong thing towards you, there's a right way to handle it. Amen? There's some knowledge here we can pick up just as an aside here. If someone comes against you, if someone lies against you, if someone does wrong towards you, there's still a right way to handle it. Amen? Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Right? We want, we want to do toward other people the way we want to be treated. And this is Joseph. He's a just man. He's righteous. He's not going to make an open show of this woman. He's not going to make, he loves her. And love, as the Bible says, covers a multitude of sins. Verse 20. But while he thought about these things, you know, sometimes you just need to do some thinking. If you have some questions, sometimes you just need to stop and think. Because the Lord, who has been made unto us wisdom, will give you an answer when you just stop and think. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Now notice this, verse 21. And she will bring forth a son. And you shall call his name Jesus. For he will save his people from their sins. For unto us a child is born, a son is given. This is very, you might think, well, this is very simple. We understand this. But I want you to know this. If you don't get very simple foundational truths of God's word right and settled in your heart, there's no need to add what some people might say, deeper revelation on top of it. I have found that when I master the simple things of life, I very easily succeed and excel in what I want to do. I mean, really, when you get right down to it, life is just about mastering what people call the simple things. And the simple truth of the gospel, one of the points is that Jesus, our Lord and Savior, though God, fully God, became fully man and was born of a woman. But not just any woman, but was born of a virgin. Born of a woman who knew no man. He came about into the earth by the power of the Holy Ghost. You want to see something take place in your life and God be the author of it, it will be by the power of the Holy Ghost. And this is what took place here. The prophet Isaiah, some seven, eight hundred years before Jesus comes into the earth, clothed in humanity, wearing flesh and blood, so that he could do this one simple thing he had to do, which was come and be obedient unto death and die on the cross, our cross, for our sins so he could fill our grave so that when he was raised unto life, he could give us his life. He had one mission and he was brought into the earth by the power of the Holy Spirit. A child, yes, 
a human, fully human, yes, limited. He limited himself to humanity. In fact, Philippians 2 tells us this, that he thought it not robbery to consider himself equal with God because he is God. But he humbled himself unto death and even the cross. He was a man. Jesus was a man that walked the earth like you and I. That's so powerful when you get a hold of that. Because the book of Hebrews tells us that he now in heaven is the high priest of our confession. And he's not a high priest that can't be touched with our infirmities. In other words, he knows what it feels like to live on this earth. He knows what it feels like to have someone treat you wrong. He knows what it feels like to win and succeed. He knows what it feels like to be part of a family. He knows what it feels like to be part of a family and that person not believe the truth. He knows it. And so you can go to the high priest of your confession, the Lord Jesus Christ, and you can bring to him your prayers and petitions and he will see them and hear them with mercy and comfort and loving kindness. He won't overlook them. He won't pity you. He'll embrace you. Because he walked this earth just like you and I. And he was a son given unto us. You probably know this one by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whoever would believe on him should not perish but have everlasting life. There was something that God had to do in the earth. God wanted to bring salvation to the earth, the fullness of it. Because of the sin and the fall of man, God decided he was going to give the greatest gift to ever be given, himself, Christ Jesus, so that those that believe on him could be brought back unto him. You think about it. God gave a son. He sowed. We talk about sowing and reaping. He sowed a son. And he's got multiplied millions back. What he brought into the earth has been brought back unto him. This is why at the point that you believed on Jesus, all of heaven rejoiced. Because God was getting some more harvest off the seed that he sown into the earth when he gave a son. Turn with me to Luke chapter 1 as we continue in this Christmas story. Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Beginning at verse 26. We're just going to read through several of these portions of the Christmas story. And we're going to see Christ Jesus. We're going to see Him and the name He's been given. You know, God has revealed Himself by names so that we can understand who he is. You give something a name because the name gives you information about the thing named. Think about it. We can say a word. If I say, I'll say Naomi's favorite word that she likes saying right now. Dog. 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 You know, she'll look at people. Dog. No, 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 no. That's not a dog. That's a person. She'll point at a tree. Dog. No, honey, that's a tree. But she can say dog really well. At some point, she will hear, hear the word dog, and in her mind, she'll do what you just did. See a picture of a dog. We say a word, and that word 
creates a reality in our understanding. God understands that because He made your mind. So when He wants you to know that He is all that you need, that He is your provider, just like He said to Abraham, He said, I'm Jehovah Jireh. In the presence of God it shall be seen. What shall be seen? Whatever you have need of. Because I am the all-sufficient one. When God wanted to reveal Himself as the great physician and the Lord God that healeth thee, He said at the bitter waters to Moses and all of the nation of Israel, He said, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am your healer. He revealed Himself by His name. And this is why it's so important to know Jesus by name. Luke 1 verse 26. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man. We already got Joseph's side of the story just a minute ago. Whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. I'd say I would be a little starter too if an angel showed up in my room. Wouldn't you? I mean, it's, it's, to me, I just laugh when I read that. She was troubled at this manner of greeting. I mean, yeah, come on. The host of heaven just walked in the room and called her by name. Mary, you were favored among God. Oh, wow. I didn't catch your name. Oh, I'm Gabriel from heaven, you know. I mean, wow. And all she did was just say, oh, okay, this is a little troubling to me. I'm going to start, I'm going to start greeting Laura like that in the mornings. Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. You are blessed among women. I have made breakfast for you today. Glory to God. Amen. She'll jump for that. Amen. Verse 30. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Mary, for you have found favor with God. You have found favor with God. You have found favor with God. You sitting right here, you found favor with God. You have favor with God. You have favor with God. God looks on you with favor. God looks on you and rejoices. And you should rejoice too because you have favor with God. You have a relationship with God. If you've made Jesus Lord of your life, you have favor with God. Verse 31, Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. There's so much prophecy going on in there. Verse 33, And he will reign over the house of Jacob and over his kingdom. There will be no end. Notice this, verse 34, Mary said to the angel, How can this be since I don't know a man? She wasn't doubting God because God, this will bless you. This is, another, this is another side note, totally for free, totally for free, to add it on the price of admission today. God works through systems. God works through methods. God has created ways in which he will work, and he expresses those things through his word. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Give and it shall be given unto you. In all things, everything by prayer and supplication. Ask of God. And if you ask according to His will, 1 John 5, 14, we know that He hears us. And if 
he hears us, then we know we have what we have asked of him. It's a system. Mary wasn't ignorant here. She knows that God created man and woman. And man and woman come together and create a child. And this has not happened for her. So how will she have a baby? Because the system which God created has not been activated, has not been initiated on. Faith is obedience to the system that God has put in place by His Word. Faith is not a mysterious thing. It, it, it sounds like a mysterious to some people who don't just settle down and understand and, and get simple with the things of God. But faith is a simple thing. You want to see people grow in the Lord? Just keep hearing the Word of God. You want to see a strong church and people stay strong year after year? Just keep preaching the Word. Why do they always teach the Word at Gospel Tabernacle? Why are they always teaching about faith? Because there's a system. If I keep casting out seed on good ground, it's going to bear forth a harvest. If I keep just throwing out seed, it's going to come back to me. God blesses the system. And Mary says, look, how can this be? Because I'm not, I'm not in this system. I'm not in this process. Now notice here. Verse 35, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, also that Holy One is to be born will be called the Son of God. His name shall be called Wonderful. His name shall be called Wonderful. That's the first name we see in Isaiah 9-6. His name shall be called Wonderful. Now, some modern uh, translations had put Wonderful and Counsel together. Maybe even in your Bible you may not have noticed it, but they might take that comma away to where it's Wonderful Counselor. But Wonderful in itself... Now, look, I'm going to get a little bit of grammar, but I by no means am an English guru. My English teachers from high school would tell you that. They would testify that A.J. is not a master of the English language. You know, I, I've told Laura I'd love to learn a second language. But the problem is I haven't learned the first language I have well enough yet. And it proves itself out when I go down to sit and type something out. And I try to get real flamboyant, put commas this and this and that. I remember working on a, a paper, I believe it was in college, and I knew I needed some help. Because I had already submitted a couple papers and I got back grades I'd never seen before you know, at below C's, you know, these D's and F's. I'm thinking, wow, this ain't going to work. And I knew it wasn't going to work because Dad said, I ain't paying for you to go to fail. And so he told me it wasn't going to work. So I, I remember visiting Miss Margaret. She may remember this, and she proofread that paper for me in my freshman year of college. Thank God for it because she's much better at the English language than I am. But I do know this. I know the difference between a noun and an adjective. A noun is a person, place, or thing. And an adjective describes a noun. Okay, with that very simple understanding, Megan's looking at me like, yeah, AJ, that's pretty basic. She's a teacher. She's like, that's, that's, yes, you passed first grade. I do know this. His name shall be called Wonderful. Wonderful in itself is a name. If you look in the Hebrew, that word wonderful means the God of miracles. The God of wonders. The God of miracle power. His name shall be called the God of miracle power. Your Savior and your Lord King Jesus, His name shall be called the God of miracle working power. 
the God of wonder-working power. The God who does something that has never been done before and He does it by the power of the Holy Ghost. His name shall be called Wonderful. When you get up to something naturally and the question arises, how can this be? You say, I know someone named Wonderful. I know someone named Miracle Working God. I know someone who is the Wonder Worker. When you get up to something and the natural report of man says, it can't be, you say, yes, it can, because I know the one who will intervene by his power and do something man can't do. How am I going to have this child, Lord? I don't know a man. No problem. The power of the Holy Ghost will work it in you. How am I going to live holy in a sinful world? The power of the Holy Ghost will work holiness out in you. How am I going to pray and see answered prayer? The power of the Holy Ghost will move on those prayers and petitions that you ask in the secret place of your Father. Though other people may mock and say there's no hope, you go having hope against hope, believing God, you've said it and I believe it and I'll receive it by faith. Verse 35, the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the highest will overshadow you. There also that Holy One is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now notice this, verse 36. Now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age. In other words, God's saying, I've already done something that man said can't be done. Because if you look at the end of verse 36... And this is now the sixth month of her who was called barren. That was her nickname, Elizabeth, the one who can't have children. And God took the one who man said, she's the one that can't have children, and gave her a child in a time when they said she couldn't have a child. And the child that she brought into the earth by the power of the Holy Ghost was John the Baptist. So not only did she get a son, she got a son that was anointed by the Holy Ghost in the womb who brought forth and championed and was a voice in the wilderness crying out, there's one coming that's greater than me who will save the world of their sins. Verse 37, how do I know his name is called Wonderful? For with God nothing will be impossible. Now, the heart of faith replies like Mary did in verse 38. Then Mary said, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be unto me according to your word. Won't you say that? Say, Let it be to me according to your word. According to your word. You know, I, we, we haven't shared this yet. And, and I believe Laura would be fine with it. Because when you receive miracle power of God, you testify of it. When you, you receive something, when the Lord works His Word in you, which He always does when we come to Him by faith, make a testimony of it, testify it. At this point, I don't know, three, four weeks ago, um, Laura went to a dermatologist. Prior to that, for several weeks, she had had a spot come up on the bridge of her nose. looked like a scab. Didn't quite know what it was. You know, couldn't get the thing away. Goes to the dermatologist. She's there, precious, wonderful dermatologist, checking her out. And this is what she says. She says, I know you didn't want to hear. I know you don't want to hear this. I know you didn't come here to hear this. But this looks like skin cancer. 
I see it every day. I can see the roots. It looks like skin cancer. Said it several times. Again, precious lady just reporting the natural things she sees. It looks like skin cancer. We're going to scrape it, send it off to biopsy. It could be a few other things, but I do this every day. see it all the time. It just looks like skin cancer. Okay, she calls me, tells me what the doctor said. And, and I'm not bragging on me because she was right there. We were together lockstep in faith. I said, well, we know that can't be true because it's not the report of the Lord. Isaiah 53.1 says, Who hath believed the report of the Lord? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The power of God is revealed to them that say, Lord, let it be unto me according to thy word. And so Laura and I began to confess what we knew was true. Not the natural report, but God's word. And it was the work of the Holy Spirit. I remember, look, it's a good decision you're in church today. You've made a good decision. Because what you're storing up in your heart today, you may need a year later. You know, it's good to continually listen to the Word of God. Because what you store in your heart, you're going to need it later. You're making a rainy day emergency fund for your spirit. Because the Spirit of the Lord, it was on a Friday, that Saturday morning... The Lord brought to my remembrance a message that I heard in 2019 by an elder in the faith, Pastor Austin in Dallas-Fort Worth area. And I remember him teaching on prayer. And I remember in the first session of him teaching on prayer, I looked it up on the app because I knew in the very first service that he preached on this prayer in 2019, he gave four scriptures concerning his daughter who had a skin rash that would scab and be bloody and could not, they couldn't get a cure for it. So what did I do? I went and res- went back to it. I listened through it. I wrote down the word. And we began to confess that word over her nose. Psalms 104, 14, and 15. Just like you give grass to the cows, you give rain to the ground, you give oil from heaven to make our face shine, God. I began to confess the word, Ezekiel 37, verse 4, 5, and 6. Lord, we will prophesy out of these dead bones, for you will lay new flesh on this body, and you shall live and not die. I won't receive the report of death. I, I, I read through Leviticus 13 and 14. You know the part of Scripture in Leviticus where you speed read through during your, daily, your yearly reading? Because there's so many laws. Mr. David's laughing. He knows it. When you got to get through that quick because, you know, don't do it in the morning. You'll fall asleep. But I know this in chapter 13 and 14. There was a process to come before God, to come before the high priest if you had a skin disease, leprosy. Disease that makes your body parts fall off. We're talking about real stuff here. And there was a way to come to the priest to report your healing because God always has and forever will be a healer. And well, okay, what does that have to do with anything, AJ? Well, I know in Hebrews 4 that Jesus is the high priest of my confession. So, Lord, I thank you that I submit and bring my wife before you, the high priest of my confession, so that you can confirm your word, which is that she is healed and whole. So we receive the report of the biopsy Tuesday following that Friday. Can't understand it. Laurie helps us. She's a nurse. She knows all that. She helps us understand it. A few days later, which because, you know, newsflash, a good report, but a few days later, the doctor calls, and I guess it's busy, but, you know, you think about waiting and stuff, you should have a call before the email comes through. Anyway, I just think it's courtesy. But So the doctor calls a few days later, about a week 
from that. Calls Laura, and she says, well, sure wasn't what I thought it was. And she started laughing, and Laura said, well, that's exactly what I prayed for. Well, what was it? The test reported back that it was skin. Hey, praise God, skin on her nose. Skin on her nose. You don't rep- believe the natural report. Well, you're, you're, you're denying things. I'm not denying anything. I'm calling something that be not as though it were. I'm yielding to a higher authority. I'm calling on the one named Wonderful so that he can do, as Psalm 77 says, work mighty works in us and reveal his strong arm to those that believe. The Christmas story is not a baby laying in a manger and Christmas trees and wreaths and exchanging packages. The Christmas story is that God has come to dwell among men to bring salvation and a strong arm to those who believe so that they which were under the bondage of sin could be set free in every consequence of sin. Sickness, disease, poverty, lack, depressions, anxieties, broken relationships, it's not my portion. Because he who is called wonderful is my God. Now, I know what you're thinking. I'm thinking the same thing. He's got four more, and how's he ever going to do it? But I'm going to do it. Look at this. Luke chapter 1, verse 40. Excuse me. Luke chapter 1, verse 34. You just read it. Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I don't know a man. His name shall be called Counselor. His name shall be called Counselor. Counselor. One that gives advice. One that guides and leads. One that devises a plan and directs it. Counselor. Someone who gives you information, who gives you knowledge and wisdom and how to apply it. The Lord is my shepherd. He is your counselor. He is the one who will direct your paths The steps of a righteous man, they are ordered of the Lord. The Lord will give you counsel. Isaiah prophesied, I will speak from behind and tell you where to go, to the left or to the right, and send you to that appointed place. His name shall be called Counselor. Jesus came to answer every question the world has. This is why it's so important to fill yourself up with the Word of God. To stay daily in the Word of God. Daily in prayer and worship before the Lord. Because there's going to be questions asked of you. And what did Jesus say? Don't worry about it. Because in that day, when they ask you of me, the Holy Spirit will give you answers. Romans 11 says, Who can search out the deep treasures of God's knowledge? And who has been His counsel? God is the source of wisdom. That's why you look out in the world and say, wow, how could they be so crazy? They don't have wisdom. They don't have knowledge. They mock at the things of God. Well, that's old timey. It works. That's 2,000-year-old book. It works. I'm a results man. It works. 
That's pretty common sense to me. I'm very simple. If it works, I'll do it. If it don't, teach me what works. God will give you wisdom. Now think about this. James chapter 1, you know it, says if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Because he gives to all men liberally, generously. <laughs> Upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. He won't rebuke you for it. What do you mean, come in here and ask me about this? No, 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 no. You need knowledge? You need understanding? Come to me. I'll teach you. I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you how to do it. I'll, I'll reveal myself to you through my word and by the Holy Spirit. His name shall be called Counselor. When Mary asked, how can it be done? God replied with the answer. I'm so fed up when I hear foolish things that are, that are not scriptural. Well, you know, sometimes God, he's like a traffic light. Sometimes it's green and you go. Sometimes it's yellow and you slow down. And sometimes it's red and you stop. I ain't read that anywhere in my Bible. I've read all 66 books. I've read all 1,189 chapters. You like that, Dad, don't you? you quote that all. I've read them all. I ain't never read that in the Bible. There ain't no traffic lights. Jesus wasn't on his donkey that a man had never ridden riding down toward Jerusalem and he hit a traffic light and it said, Thus saith the Lord, I am your God and I have put up the red light to stoppeth thee. It ain't there. But the counsel of God is this. If you ask anything according to his will, he'll hear you. And if he hears you, you have what you've asked of him. I told you I'm simple. What do I hear when I hear that? I just got to get God to hear me. Because if he'll hear me, answers as sure as done. So the mission is, how do I get God to hear me? His will. What's his will? His word. Oh, so you mean I just got to bring his word before him and believe it and it's done unto me. That's real simple, isn't it? And it worked for Mary because she got a hold of the truth. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. For the wisdom that He gives generously will lead you to the place of answered prayer. Will lead you to the place of prosperity in every area of your life. Spirit, soul, body, and relationship. His name shall be called Mighty God. Luke 1, you're in Luke 1, look at verse 46. Mary, she goes to, to visit her relative Elizabeth, who will bear and birth John the Baptist. Elizabeth's already six months, old, uh, six months pregnant at this point. And Mary comes, and, and this is powerful, because in these, these two first chapters of Luke, I mean, it's just like every person you read is full of the Holy Ghost. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. Stay full of the power of God. Stay full of the presence of God. Don't run on E. Now, look, this isn't a word of knowledge, but I'm going to guess some of y'all, there's two kinds of people in this room right now. Some of y'all, when the gas uh, arm comes down about half a tank, you go fill it up. And then some of y'all think the light that flips on at E means, oh, now it's time to fill up. <laughs> Amen. There's two kinds. I've been both over the course of my life. Thank God I've never walked. 
but I believe the Lord was gracious because there was a few times I was running on fumes and I did not. And you talk about praying in the spirit. You run on those fumes and your gas station three miles. Oh, and you start praying in the tongues. You know, Lord, come on, make this. You've multiplied the, the bread and the fish. Let some fumes of this gas be multiplied in this tank, God. Stay full of the things of God. Stay full of the power of God. Stay full of the Holy Spirit. Because here's Mary in verse 46 of chapter 1. Full of the Holy Spirit, Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord. How do you stay full of the Holy Spirit, AJ? Just start worshiping God. Lord, I magnify your name. I bless your name, Lord. You get a, you get a natural report that's against the Word of God. Don't rehearse the curse. Proclaim and profess the Word of God. Hallelujah, Lord, you're my healer. I thank you, Lord, you're my healer. You always have been, you are right now, you'll forever be. And you won't stop just because someone said something contrary. Just because my body may be acting contrary to your word, I receive it by faith. Un let it be unto me according to your word. You start magnifying the Lord. Verse 47, my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. And behold, from this point forward, all generations will call me blessed. Those that come after you will call you blessed when you walk lockstep with God. It's just the nature of the believer. For he, verse 49, for he who is mighty has done great things for me. His name shall be called Mighty God. El Gabor, the God who is furious, fierce and passionate who is a chief of heaven's armies, who violently invades and brings his will to pass. His name shall be called Mighty God. His name shall be called Mighty God. God does not show up haphazardly, casually. When God fulfills his word in your life, it is a violent, forceful thing. For the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence, and the violent take it by Force. Think about it. Every prayer you've ever had answered and will have answered, every time you speak God's word and see it fulfilled in your life, it wasn't a casual thing. It was a miraculous thing when the hand of God pushed its way into a natural earth and caused it to obey his word. Well, that, sounds, that sounds pretty crazy. It's pretty amazing. It's called supernatural. We don't serve a natural God. He's not an idol. He's not dumb where he can't speak or deaf where he can't hear. He's not made and formed by human hands. He is the creator and author of all things. And he has all power. Jesus said that. Matthew 28, all power is given unto me. You need power? Go to the one called mighty God. You need power when someone says something can't happen? When you've got nations turning this way or that way in wickedness? No, 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 no. Maybe all around me. Ah, oh, but I live in the land of Goshen where the light never goes out because I serve the mighty God. He can stop the mouths of lions. He can quench the fire that consumes. The mighty God will prevail on my behalf. No, 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 nothing to God. No big deal to God. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. 
His name shall be called Everlasting Father. Look at verse 77 of that same chapter. Zacharias, full of the Holy Spirit. He, he, he doubted. You go back and read it. We don't have time right now. Go back and read it, though. Just read from chapter 1 and 2. Just read it all one straight shot. And you'll see the angel of the Lord came to Zacharias, too. A man of God. A priest. Uh, of, the, of the lineage of Aaron. Who had the privilege of serving in the house of God. Was in the house of God. When the angel of the Lord came to him and said, Your wife's going to have a child. And he's going to be the forerunner. He's going to have the spirit of Elijah. He's going to be John the Baptist and proclaim the Messiah who is coming as well. And he doesn't reply in faith. He said, how can it be? I'm an old man. You might think, well, that's being pretty hard, AJ. But here it is. He knew the things of God, and he had the record of Abraham and Sarah. He had the record of Isaac and Rebekah, of Jacob and Rachel, and of one of my favorite people in the whole Bible, Hannah, who birthed Samuel. You have a responsibility to the things that you hear from God. What you have heard from God, what you've read in, in your Bible, you're responsible for. As a minister of the gospel, I'm responsible for what I stand and say. That's why I never take it as a light thing. Because I'll stand before the King of Kings and be judged for everything I've said right here. But you, just like I do, have a responsibility for everything I've heard and what I do with it. That's why, you, you know, because he's done mighty things because he's holy. When I hear something from God, I can't take it lightly. I can't scoff at it. I can't doubt it. I can't move in unbelief because it is a dishonor toward God. Verse 77. To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. His name shall be called Everlasting Father. Now understand, we serve the triune God. That's a whole understanding and teaching in itself. But God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. You say, well, are they, you know, this the same person? Three people in total perfect unity. In this name that God has given and prophesied through Isaiah, Everlasting Father, it essentially means this. Jesus Christ is the source and origin and beginning place of eternal life. If you want to live forever and be everlasting, you've got to come to Him who has birthed eternity and eternal life into the earth. And that's what Jesus said. He says it in Hebrews chapter 2. Talking to God the Father said, I and the children you have given me. Who are the children that God has given Christ? Those who have been born again. You can't just be born of your mother's womb. You've got to be born again, born of the Spirit. Because unless you're born again, you'll not go to heaven. There's one way to heaven through the everlasting Father. There is one way to go to heaven and have eternal life and it's Him who is called everlasting Father, the source and origin and author and finisher of your faith. We can see that. Think about it. Can you remember when you were sitting in darkness and the light of the world shine as bright as ever into your life 
And at that point, you saw clearly, at the point that the light of the world showed up in your darkness, you finally could see. You finally got knowledge. You found out how I can be freed from this sin. The things I'm ashamed of, the things I hate, yet even though I still do them, I hate them. Romans 7, like Paul's talking about, under the, under the curse of sin, you do these things, you know they're wrong, but you do them because you're bound to them. But the word was preached. Somebody loved you enough and loved God enough to tell you about the gospel. Someone loved you enough to tell you you don't have to live and dwell and sit in darkness. The light of the world showed up. And he shone in his glory. And now you're here, living in his family, full of life, full of joy, righteous even as he is because you have been made his righteousness. And you are his inheritance, the children of faith. His name shall be called Prince of Peace. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Third extra, just side note. Who did God reveal himself to? People who are out working. God finds those people who are steadily doing what they know to do. Amen. You don't get much revelation in the recliner. But when you're out doing what God set before you to do, he'll come and talk to you. Verse 9, And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them. They were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly there was an angel and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards all men. His name shall be called Prince of Peace. The prophet Isaiah prophesied in Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God because that person who keeps their mind on God trusts in God. So trust in the Lord forever for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. The Prince of Peace can dwell, and I believe is, dwelling in your heart with all power, with all authority, with all glory, with all might, working His peace in your life. He has made Himself and continues by the Holy Spirit to reveal Himself to you so that though the world may <laughs> toss and turn and twist and anguish and be depressed and be fearful, you have a peace that passeth or is above natural understanding. So that when someone says something, you get a natural report, things look bad through the physical eye, you say, no, all's at peace where I'm at because the Prince of Peace rules and reigns in my heart. 
He, does He rule and reign in your heart today? <laughs> Philippians 2 and verse 9, Wherefore God hath highly exalted Him and given Him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, whether in heaven, earth, or under the earth. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Isaiah 9, 7, of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon His kingdom to order it, to establish it, with judgment and justice from this point forever. Revelation twenty two twenty, And He which testifies these things says, Surely I come quickly. Amen, even so, come Lord Jesus. The Prince of Peace has given a moment in time for anyone who would freely bow their knee and confess Him Lord, He has given an opportunity for Him to dwell in our hearts as Prince of Peace. But He is coming again. The full Christmas story does not end with a baby in a manger, but a soon and very soon coming King who will come and set up His throne of glory on the earth. Do you know him by name? Do you know him by name? Do you know them? Do you know that he's Emmanuel, God with you? Do you know that he's Lord of all? That he's Lord of glory? That he's the Son of God? That he's the first and the last, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end? Do you know that he is the bread of life? Do you know he's the Holy One of God? Do you know that he's King of kings and Lord of lords? Do you know him as the Word of God? the Lamb of God slain for the sin of the world? Do you know Him as the Prince of Life? Do you know Him as the Lion of the tribe of Judah? Do you know Him as the Root of David, the Word of Life, the Advocate we have with the Father? Do you know Him as the Way and the Truth and the Life, the Dayspring, the Messiah, the Shepherd and Bishop of your soul, the Chief Cornerstone, the Righteous Judge, the Light of the World, the Bright and Morning Star, the Head of the Church, the Chief Shepherd, the Resurrection in His life? Do you know Him? His name shall be called Jesus. His name shall be called Jesus. And He is the King of kings. And He is the Lord of lords. And He has eyes filled with holy fire and hair white like wool and feet like bronze and a sash around His chest of purple because He is royalty. And when He opens His mouth, the Word of God comes forth like a sword to vanquish His enemies. Do you know Him by name? His name shall be called Jesus. Are you thankful for Jesus? Are you thankful for Jesus? Oh, I give you praise because you are my Lord and my Savior, King Jesus. Stand with me as we go before Him in prayer. Father, we come before You. We give You glory. We give You praise and honor and adoration. And we thank You for King Jesus. He is our Master. He is our Lord. And we know Him. We know His voice. He's the good shepherd of the pasture of life in which He leads us. Another voice will never follow, for we are the sheep of His pasture. And we know the call of His voice, the truth of His voice, the power and might of His voice. If you're here today, 
or you're watching or you're listening to the replay of this and you don't know Jesus by name, with every head bowed and every eye closed in this holy moment, if you don't know Jesus by name or you need to just make things right with God, there is no better time than to do it right now. Today is the day of salvation. And if you're here, or you're watching, or you're listening, it's as simple as crying out in faith. It's as simple as believing He is the risen Son of God and saying He is Lord of your life. If that's you, won't you slip your hand up right now or let us know as you're watching. Amen. I see your hand. We're going to pray a prayer right now as the family of God. And if you're watching, pray with us, knowing that God is wherever there is faith in Him. He is there. Let's pray this prayer, church. Say, Father, I come before you in the name of Jesus. I believe Jesus is your Son, your risen Son, who has risen from the grave. And I believe and confess He is Lord of my life. He is Lord of my whole life. He is Lord of all my life. And I yield to Him. Cleanse me, Jesus. Make me clean by the pure blood of Calvary. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, you're now a member of the family of God. And we thank God for you. If you're here in this holy moment, I know we're about to go eat. I understand that. We're going to feed our natural body. But the presence and the anointing of the Holy Ghost is here to do miraculous works to those that have faith in Him. If you need God to touch your body, you can come up here right now to the altar. The altar is sanctified for that. You need the Lord to have a healing touch and touch your body so that you can be whole. Won't you come on down now? This will be better than any food you can eat right now. He'll give you bread from heaven that will fill you with life. In Jesus' name. Come on down. Come on down. This is what we came to church for. We came to church to meet with the living God who performs and confirms His Word. And He's doing it right now. Amen. Keep your hearts and your minds settled on the things of God. Right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And I want you to pray with me as we pray with our brothers and sisters here. Yes, sir. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you, Father, that you are our healer. I curse this thing in his body. I command his flesh be made whole by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, divine healing flow in his body now in Jesus' name. You made it, you heal it. And we thank you for it, Father. We call it done, and we believe the testimony quickly comes of your power and might, for we believe in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to pray for Miss Diamond's knee. God made your knee, didn't he? He can heal it, can't he? He's going to do it right now. In Jesus' name, I thank you for the healing anointing that touches Diamond's knee. In Jesus' name, we command pain, leave it. We command it be made whole in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you all pain's gone, for her body is your temple, and no pain dwells in your presence. In Jesus' name, say amen.
All right, we're going to pray for Miss Kim's ankle right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, your word says that we will run and not grow weary, that we'll walk and not grow faint, that we'll rise up and mount up like wings with eagle, uh, wings of eagles, Father God. And we thank you that you're touching her ankle right now. We command that ankle be made whole so that she'll walk and not grow weary. She'll run and not grow faint, and that she'll have a healing testimony that you touched and healed her ankle. We believe it, Lord, for you are the Lord God that heals our bodies. You care for our bodies, and we receive it. We receive your care and healing touch in her ankle right now in Jesus' Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to pray for Andrew's knee. God, your healer, is. he heals us there. Let's pray. Which one is it? Left one. All right. In Jesus' name, I thank you for your healing touch. Touch this knee, Father. In Jesus' name, all pain must leave it right now made whole completely from the inside out. For you make knees, Lord God, and we thank you you restore this knee right now. In Jesus' name, say amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. 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 Train up your child in the way of the Lord, and when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Amen. How many is thankful for that? Having young children, they know where to go to get healing. They know where to get something from God. Amen. It's important to have your family in the house of God so that they can know and see where to go to get what they have need of, which is the presence of God. Let's pray and we're going to go eat. Heavenly Father, I bless this people. Lord, I bless the sheep of your pasture. Lord, I thank you for your goodness that you've revealed to us through Jesus. Lord, bless their minds, their hearts, their souls and their bodies. Make them strong in every area of life. May their houses be houses where the Prince of Peace rules and reigns. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Praise God. Be blessed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this faith-filled message. Please connect with us at our website, gospeltabernaclechurch.com, so we can continue to be a part of your faith walk. And if you're listening today and you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, now is the time to do that. Now, today, is the day of salvation. Pray this prayer with me. Dear Father, I believe you sent your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins on the cross and you have raised him from the dead that I might be alive in him Jesus I confess you are Lord of my life in Jesus name amen if you prayed that prayer welcome you're now in the family of God you're a child of God connect with us let us know if you prayed that prayer we want to be right there alongside you as you walk out this journey of faith in Christ God bless you.